0: point of our new series um, where we started a hashtag trend uh, as of like day one of the pandemic uh, calling it hacking COVID-19 um, because it it dawned on us before when the pandemic was called that things were business as usual is not happening. Um, the moment when like two weeks ago people started sending out letters or emails saying like, hey, are you experiencing flu-like symptoms? Are you, you know, are we? Are you free to, are you good to meet still? Is, is it safe to meet? And We knew like even before the pandemic was called, you're like, there's going to be a disruption. And when the pandemic hit like Monday, last Monday, things went to chaos, right? Like companies were wiping away three months, six months worth of uh, product traction going forward. All their meetings, all their meetups, all their events, all the plans went out the window. So we started tracking and talking to companies, having long-term talks about how are you dealing with the disruption in the marketplace? It's like your own company. Um, how are you, uh, how are you navigating this? And in essence was one, show the confusion you're, show, you're facing, but also what's working for you. And let's broadcast that out so other people can get one, hope from that. And two, uh, take ideas from that and generate ideas themselves. Um, and that was our hope with it. And now we're streamlining that and getting that up and running. So thank you guys for taking the time out uh, and joining us here today. And thank you again for this great initiative we got started. I'm really excited to learn more about it and hopefully help promote it a more and get into the right hands uh, to champion it further. All right. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's jump in with that. Um, I know we're already recording right now, and I have you guys here for an hour. So let's jump into, one, who's the team, how you guys got started, and what, the, what exactly uh, what problem they try to solve. do yeah, yeah. you want to take that? Yeah,
1: Um, no, 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 thanks. Uh, So I think that the real genesis of this idea was, um, you know, we're exactly how you mentioned we're we're seeing this pandemic uh, impact uh, lives on a daily basis, Um, you know, many different industries, economies, um, you know, I know a bunch of us have had our businesses impacted tremendously. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just something that, you know, we, we, uh, we never really have of course been exposed to uh, prior uh, before in our lives and so i think you know being technologists entrepreneurs innovators engineers um you know there's always this natural desire to want to solve big problems um you know put together resources um, and use technology to be able to um get back to -to day-to-day or improve day-to-day lives um and so i think you know when this pandemic really hit um there is a lot of widespread of information um, you know, I think there was getting access to the right information also was a big challenge using different sources like World Health Organization, um, different articles, um, you know, like uh, real or fake that you would see online, um, you know, uh, information that you get from your family members. And I think um, the real uh, uh, sort of need and urgency was, you know, what is the right information? Um, how can get it as quick as possible? And so I think um, for me, um, you know, I reached out to a group uh, of, of volunteers, uh, um, of different engineers, entrepreneurs that I know in the Toronto tech community, um, that I knew that can help contribute to uh, this initiative, which was to build a chatbot um, where the public here in Toronto, in Ontario, across Canada, um, can simply text a number um, without having to download any additional applications. Um, and right away, they can receive information on updated cases. Um, they might be able to get information on how to potentially um, do a self assessment at home um, if they may have been exposed uh, to COVID nineteen coronavirus. Um, you know what are the right procedures and steps for um, self isolation, um, and even being you know thinking out loud. And, and this is kind of really where the community came together. Um, is you know we a lot of ideas started floating around, and um, having validated it early on with um, a few healthcare prof- professionals. One of the biggest challenges that they were facing is that their phone lines were being tied up. Um, with uh, you know their patients with public reaching out to, to kind of get a general assessment um, and a lot of them were directing them to the nearest hospital or the nearest um, testing facility and so that was a big demand um, in, in terms of uh, you know, can we offer the access of that information as quick as possible? Um, and so as the technology evolved, um, you know we're now able to let people know where the nearest hospitals or um, testing facilities. Um, are based on their, their postal code, um, and I know that you know the, even as every single day um, there's different uh, uh, folks across the Toronto tech community that are willing to volunteer their time from you know translating uh, some of the language to supporting um, you know the development of of the chatbot and, and the product itself um, to even you know working uh, to get the word out um, through the right mediums and, and platforms. Uh, and so it's really impressive to see this group of people and, and you know, the, the goal here is to continue building off of um, what we've developed from day one and um, you know, again, bring the access of this information um, to the public as quick as possible.
0: No, absolutely. I think uh, the, you hit the uh, the right problem step there, right? People being confused, needing information and kind of essential services, calling in different helplines, helping call the city, and again, with um, the workflow change of people working from home. So even with cities and municipalities and essential services, uh, people are, again, working from home or working minimal hours. They're also adjusting to their work, work environment and their personal lives. So logistically, it's been a nightmare trying to get information out. Right. And knowing what we know about chatbots, in 2020 chatbots have been around for long enough that people are generally aware of how they function. I think uh, it's a great use case for this. It's a great use case. Now, do you guys envision this being like a ask anything kind of app? Like I can go and talk about my, you know, how is, is banking going to be affected with this? Is is my mortgage going to be deferred or not? Can I, can I ask random questions like that or anything? Or is it meant for particular use cases like for municipalities or essential services?
2: I think the um, the the way we approach it, Ravi, is, you know, uh, we wanted to solve the immediate need first, right? So the immediate need right now is, there's a yeah. need for um, the public to be able to <clears throat> access a few different critical pieces of information. One is, um, one is obviously the latest stats, right? Like I actually, even the development team, like, if you, you know, I was talking right. to Ashton yesterday I and mean, he was like, you know, I, I text the number every day to see what the latest numbers are uh, because we have the latest stats of what the, the number of cases are, the number of, um, Debts, et cetera, right? So we have that available. And so even that at your fingertips is valuable to, to the public. And then secondarily <clears throat> as well, and probably more importantly, is the self-assessment uh, piece, right? So the ability for you to go in and uh, go through a series of questionnaires, which currently the only alternative is, a, you know, a, a bullet point list on um, yeah. on a website uh, yeah. to answer that interactively, right? And then, and then also we have the ability for you to find out, you know, what's information on self-isolation, et cetera. Uh, so we we're, we solved that piece first, and then now with that once that core use case is built, I think we're evolving it to handle um, like secondary use cases. So now we're thinking about now that we've identified a triaged a person and said, um, or or sorry, we've helped the person self-assess to the point where they are you know are requiring testing uh, at an assessment center. Obviously, the recommended practice is for a physician or a practitioner to actually direct them towards that. Right. So. We were thinking, how do you create a queue of people who need that, um, who need access to a provider, like a healthcare provider, and then how do you connect these healthcare providers to it? So rather than them slamming the eight one one telehealth line, we create a, a wait list or a callback list that physicians can plug into and start calling back. Right. So um, yeah. when you talk about use cases like, is my mortgage affected, et cetera, I think it's it's about being purpose driven and solving the immediate problem. And so if it gets to guess the point where like the concern about uh, whether or not there's, um, you know, what to do if you're an SME and you're impacted. If we get to the point where that's the next best problem to solve 100%, that would end up there. Like, what do I do? What are the resources available to me? Maybe we, we would add a feature or a way for a person to be able to access that.
0: No, that's, uh, that's great. Um, absolutely, like, you know, lean startup framework definitely being applied here. You know, what kind of problems are you going to solve right now, scale it out to the people, and then build on top of it? Um, I, I definitely can drive with that. Can we talk a little bit more about the team and um, how you guys coordinate? Because this is like a joint project basically of just people in the community coming together and, and you're crowdsourcing this, right? Sorry, um open sourcing this so that other developers can jump on, um, other use cases can be built on top of this in the framework. Um, so can we talk a little bit about that, uh, about the people who came on board and how it's meant to scale for the system?
3: Um, maybe, maybe I can speak, maybe I yeah, can yeah, yeah. take that. Um, I, mean, I mean, to add on to what Dushan said uh, before is that, um, you know, like you said, uh, depth first, you know, get a immediate problem and get it to the, uh, the best of uh, our ability to get it to customers and then go to breadth, which is, you know, all the other stuff, like, for example, the mortgage stuff, um, yeah. which, you know, we are purposefully focused on saying, okay, get the COVID-19 related health impact. At risk before we go to anything else. Um, mm-hmm. The other is uh, it's it's also two segment, uh, as in, you know, in, in commercial, you would say two sided market is mm-hmm. we have people, the general consumers, and then we have healthcare providers and infrastructure who's impacted by the COVID 19 pandemic, right? Um, yeah. So, like, you know, uh, Dushan mentioned about the whole you know, trying to get the healthcare provider connected. Um, mm-hmm. One of the goals that I saw on this opportunity joining the team is um, great, we're giving information to the general public, but what we are doing uh, indirectly is removing that pressure on the healthcare providers and the system uh, uh, overall. You know, like right now, anyone could be like in in panic, tend to run to the physician or the hospital or ER center, you're pretty much loading up that area uh, and then not allowing People who really need that support. Absolutely. Um, so now, go, going further to your question around the uh, um, you know team coming together, um, the way you know, just like how Dushan mentioned and Yashin mentioned, these are a bunch of volunteers. You know, they got hooked into with their passion, like you know, brokesh them. He, you know, people took on uh, their certain ownership to go after. Uh, you know, be it PR, development, You know, product development, uh, media. So they just came and wore their own hat and said, okay, we're going to go yeah. deliver this. Yeah, right? yeah. And I see the we we are operating on a Slack channel, a uh, bunch of Slack channels, and then I see people are pretty active, you know, proposing yeah. ideas. Uh, they're on their own going and delivering things. You know, Like, oh, I'm going to go reach out to PR. I'm going to go reach out to this person. I'm going to go <laughs> deliver this. I'm going to go build this. I'm going to go hook into yeah. the service. So I see that interaction happening. Uh, Although, like, you know, us four are facing you here, there are, like, about 18, 20 people are doing stuff behind the scenes. 30 people strong today. Yeah, 30 people on
2: the the Slack channel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's actually really cool. It's growing. Yeah, Yeah.
2: and and to Rajan's point, like, it's actually really cool to see because I think anyone who's run a team of, like, 10 or more knows how hard it is to coordinate activities. This team Mm -hmm. has had like you can almost say there's no real like uh, leadership structure it's a lot of contribution and we just like we're so motivated by this like joint passion uh, for this problem that there there's no conflict it's kind of like what more can we throw on this like hey we can think of this hey I'm gonna do this There's a lot of volunteer uh, I think I, I think any CEO would be envious of how synergistic this team is <laughs> like,
3: <Yeah. laughs> and then I mean, yeah, um, um, Honestly, you have like, rightly put it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ravi. Yeah, so yeah. Just, okay? can, uh, I think yeah. uh, Dushan has rightly put it. Uh, that the, the way the team is currently functioning and being structured uh, is completely mm-hmm. open. Everyone is just chipping in. Like I, I continuously receive messages from people around, like within the Toronto and around the Toronto. Uh, they just want to help. Uh, they, they just say, hey, I can translate for French. Uh, We haven't put for Thai, but one of the ladies, she came up and she said, hey, I want to translate these things in Thai Uh, because, Mm. you know, they want to reach out people uh, as much as they can, their own community, because, you know, uh, there there are a lot of languages being spoken and and, and the people right now uh, who are uh, like immediately impacted are the people uh, who well, are seniors right seniors and the kids and and they have more like the seniors have a higher mortality rates and yeah. definitely the seniors uh, if you can reach out in their own language uh, this is the best thing we can offer and the the goal here is can we reach out even if we can, even we are able to save a single person that accomplish our mission because our mm-hmm. mission is to how we can touch people's lives, how we can make the difference in people's lives in whatever we can. It doesn't matter if you develop, if you do PR, or even if you do a translation. It's just one motive. Uh, can we do this, guys? Because we, if we don't stand up, then who's going to stand up?
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I love the, the cause-driven aspect behind this and the fact that you guys are running a distributed team. Like, I'm envious of that. Because, like a lot of people, I've been talking to a lot of people who are trying to attempt it, to do this, yeah. uh, us included, where how do you get a, a team behind it? And, uh, and the cause you guys are working on is definitely what's driving all this. But
3: so the 30 vision people, there. yeah. Sorry, the, sorry to interrupt. The, the vision yeah. there is also can we make it even more distributed? As in, mm. you know, that's where the whole ideation of let's make it open source so that whoever wants to go adopt it. A country, a community, anywhere in the world, who can just simply take what we've done so far and improve it—you know, add their translations and then deploy it in their own country and support those locals. Uh, there, yeah. there are some interest um, from the volunteer group where you know connected with health officials or you know people uh, volunteering from different countries. Yeah. They ask us, "Can we use it?" Right yeah so the the team is currently working on okay, let's make it open source. We put some of the source code into you know, GitHub and made it open. Now let's put together proper documentation so that whoever wants it, you know they receive a package, they you know ship it to whatever the account settings and then go deploy, and they should be able to spin up that same service for their local community in their languages. Um, they can still use the same model as what we just did, come yeah. up with volunteers there and they can even contribute to what, what you know, started off here in this forum. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of open source
0: projects, right? People can jump in and continue off what you've built and spin it out into a different product or a different service or addressing a different market. And uh, kudos on you guys for making it. So uh, one of, the, one of like the, 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 the things that have really galvanized the community behind this is projects like this. Because with the market chip down and everything like that, there are projects that are emerging that are look, people are looking at it as, what are the impacts I'm creating versus how is this going to create revenue? You know, and one of the beauties behind that is that you're an impact. And this is a purely impact-driven project. And it seems like the team is coming around it. And the reason why you can have 30 people in a Slack group picking up different parts of work and do that, because it's, again, the vision uh, is, is so pure. So... Let's talk a little bit about the hurdles you guys are facing, right? I mean, what are, what are things that uh, is preventing you from moving forward or things you have to have to go through to get this project up and running? Well, I think like just
1: uh, from the early days, so um, currently it's, it's being developed uh, uh, off of Twilio and, um, you know, uh, putting this out to the masses uh, and, and getting the type of um, demand and, and I guess uh, increase that we're getting uh, on, on, the, on uh, the chat pod itself you can imagine um, you know how much of the capacity it's increasing uh and so you know one challenge was you know how do we um how do we uh, um, uh, sustainably uh and uh feasibly um scale uh, the use of of this chatbot mm-hmm. um, uh, off of twilio so um you know a solution that that we did was uh, we reached out to um to Toyo ceo jeff lawson directly um and we told them about this initiative um, we mentioned that, you know, it's a completely voluntary uh, program. A bunch of uh, tech, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, community uh, members in Toronto um, are volunteering their time to, to contribute to this project. Um, you know, he put us in touch with, so Twilio has a nonprofit um, division division, uh, Twilio.org. Um, they were able to set us up with, um, you know, a bunch of different resources and, and support systems um, and discounted credits um, to be able to continue um, in maintaining this platform uh, off of Twilio itself. So that was really, really exciting.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I think similarly as well, um, there's obviously been a number of things, right? So one of the cool features that we have right now is you, um, once, you know, the, the pre-screening questions for any self-assessment questionnaire you find on Health Canada, there's like two sets of questions that determine whether or not you're actually in a health emergency, in which case you should route, you know, to 911 or an emergency uh, hospital. Um, we actually have, you know, if, if you answer yes to those questions, you should be calling 911 we actually have an option for you to enter your first three of your postal code and tell you what the nearest uh, hospital in your radius is, the nearest three hospitals in your radius. To create that, there's no table right now that's freely available that has a list of all hospitals in Canada uh, available, right? So we actually, we manually collated that that service and we're hoping to serve that up as an open API so anyone else in the future can consume it and it'll be part of the open source library. But uh, we manually collated that. So we had, you know, we had a volunteer, Jaden, who, uh, I think he's he's currently in the States right now for university, but he this guy was up till four in the morning scraping that, right? And then to reverse map that from um from postal code to uh to geolocation, uh similarly to to Twilio, you know, we reached out to a company called Open Cage that does, you know, reverse lookups for postal code to geocode. Again, another example of the tech community standing strong. These guys opened up their um their API to us as well and said, listen, we're gonna remove the rate limit for you guys, go nuts. Right? Like you're trying to do a good cause going out. So it's really cool to see uh like as much as you're asking like what the hurdles are, like every time we come up to an obstacle, the person that's behind that obstacle is like, Yeah, we're here, we're here to help. Let's do this. And so the community wow. is coming together. I think the next wow. big obstacle for us is really um, you know, success for us, and we've talked about this as a team, is success for us is that we can get this sponsored by the the Canadian health officials to say this is the, you know, this is the place where people should go. That's the next big hurdle. And we're working on that to try to find the right people to get this into the hands of, so that this can be uh, more publicly adopted and more, you know, like, fastly disseminated across the, the, the population. And, yeah. and
1: just to add to that, uh, uh, on a quick note, um, I wouldn't necessarily say that this is a, a hurdle, per se, um, but it's incredibly amazing to see, um, you know, companies that are already in this space, for example, that are providing virtual healthcare, teleconferencing, you know, telehealth, for example, um, that are, you know, build services to, to support, um, you know, what uh, society today has shifted on over the last 10 days. Um, you know, there, there's so many companies that, that uh, have different solutions that can support. And I think by no means are we looking to replace existing solutions. And that's that's why we built this in the format that we have through our chatbot, through SMS, for example. Um, but, you know, I guess it, this is more of a call out, you know, we're looking to work with all the existing platforms, uh, you know, virtual healthcare, telehealth, um, uh, you know, other technology platforms that exist in the market today, um, that we can, you know, further enhance um, the use case of this tool, um, and and again, just go back to providing that access of care uh, a lot quicker and offloading some of the bandwidth um, that um, you know our healthcare professionals are seeing on the front line. Um, we may not necessarily be on the front line, but we can try our best to support on the back line.
2: Yeah, yeah. and. No. it's cool because one of the metrics that I, I think um i think it was rakesh who you were telling me this but or maybe it was uh, one of the other members but like there is a group of uh general physicians and people who run you know general clinics that currently had to close down and, and go back uh home right and so these guys are all available to provide virtual health uh health care mm-hmm. they're not working at the hospitals they're not they're not the hospital emergency clinic uh staff they're actually at home available and so to yashin's point like if we can there's already solutions that are in place that connect doctors to patients, we can find these people who need immediate assessment and need a a physician or a a practitioner to say, yes, you need to go to an assessment center. If we can bring these guys via that platform to connect from the demand that we're finding, like that's us solving the load that currently exists on telehealth, on practitioners, on people who are running assessment centers, like that's, that's kind of like relieving that pressure, right?
0: Absolutely. Because you would pretty much have a pipeline of all the questions and answers people are having around this. Uh, be able to diagnose based off of that and redirect as needed to where it needs to go. Um, super inter- interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, and what I like about this is, you, not only is your team distributed, but the technology and the and community you're building around this. Right. Uh, it seems to be that that's what it is. It's a community kind of coming together. One by the hard work, like the, like the actual um, hard skills required to program this and make this. Others the soft skills to to galvanize and build a community around this and, and get it forward. And three, is the people who have the resources who can contribute just that. Um, any, have any of you have experience working in an environment like this, in a distributed environment where uh, things are not hierarchical like you know, the CEO telling you what to do? Um, how's that learning curve been? I think, I think so,
4: we're all startup yeah, guys, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that all of us can probably can chime in um mm-hmm. super quickly from my end, i think just having um built my own startup in the past for uh, uh for many many years um working with startups um being on the community side um every single day for the last 10 years of my life has been a startup so there hasn't really been yeah. um, a hierarchy or there hasn't been direction or leadership or you know step-by-step process so i think um we're very fortunate that you know uh, or i'm very fortunate that uh, you know, I'm not the only one in this boat. There's many other people that have the same experience and that have been in this boat before. And they and you know, uh, we we were fortunate that um, you know these people are willing to come together with that experience, with that mindset of, you know, as soon as I joined the Slack group, how can I hit the ground warming? What can I do? It's it's a it's a really it's a it's a a, a give first type of model. Um, uh, and and I think you know everyone has kind of come in with their own unique. That they can contribute to this project um, and work off of that.
0: Awesome. Um, I mean, just to circle back to a few things you talked about before about uh, this is really supporting healthcare workers and um, the frontline, uh, the resources applied to the frontline. Um, one of the things about COVID 19 is it's, it's taken the healthcare services, healthcare workers, and they've become like a frontline in this kind of war against this virus. And uh, I think it's entrepreneur.com or a few people in the community that are talking about the innovation community being the second line, the second line of defense who so are coming together to build uh, infrastructure, support structures and projects like this that can help relieve the front line as well as source them and resource them and uh, give them the kind of, uh, kind of tools, modern age tools to, uh, that they need to kind of take the stress off, the, off, the, off of pretty much legacy systems, healthcare systems right um you guys mentioned a little bit about you know having to learn new things like knowing that there's no database readily available uh, of hospitals that's kind of terrifying to be honest right has there been any kind of problem like anything you had to learn from a healthcare point of view to to deliver this or has there been healthcare professionals brought in to like help uh, understand uh, the needs of uh, that space
2: now we've got some pretty senior healthcare uh, experienced folk Uh, In the team, I think Rakesh, yourself. You're, if I'm not mistaken, you're also kind of part of that space. Maybe you want to talk a bit about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
4: So uh, I think uh, healthcare. uh, I I would I would say like uh, I work a little bit, not but not that much. This is my first experience, but there there are something I have been working personally uh, on on the consent sides because you know uh, there are a lot of uh, activities uh, like. The the doctors are accessing records, and those records uh, are getting uh, like when those records get accessed, there has to be a proper consent uh, management should be happening. So there are a couple of companies which are already there in the market, but uh, right now I'm looking into uh, uh, in a different ways. uh, There is some uh, like you know. Uh, there is a new kind of technologies which are coming as a self sovereign identity and using those technologies, applying these technologies so that they are so fast, you do not need to see uh, uh, the the ID itself. And you actually uh, activate those uh, consent using your mobile application. So uh, Mm -hmm. that's what we we, have been working on this uh, space. I also Mm -hmm. work in some, some of the pharmaceutical sites like where, uh, these, these pharmaceutical companies when they are actually building uh, the, the products uh, they, they sometimes what happens that so, some of the informations are not proper uh, there are miss uh, informations within the systems which should be actually uh, happen because you know when when you produce a medicine you need to make sure the person who was in charge of the uh, that particular uh, uh, time periods or or, or, or a or, or a job schedule, he needs to able to produce those things. So I I will not go in that direction, But yeah, uh, I, I'm touching some healthcare, but not not a lot. Yeah. Uh, but but there there are teams like Manny and uh, the, the other like uh, the members yeah. So, here so Manny, in the
2: group. Uh, yeah. So Manny, part of our team, uh, you know, yeah. obviously has experience in healthcare. Uh, we've got another guy, Sam, who also comes from healthcare. We've got a gentleman named Patrick Lowe, who. You know, as a privacy analyst for eHealth Ontario. So there's no uh, shortage of you know, depth of knowledge, depth of awareness of the ecosystem, as well as um, knowledge in terms of obviously privacy and security is one of the you know frontmost issues with, uh, with healthcare, and so we're always making sure we're compliant with that and, and leading with that, right? So um, we, have, you know, we have technology architects, as you can tell, and th- this yeah. isn't, I guess the, the cool thing about our team is like, it's you know, not to discredit, but this isn't a team junior people who are new to the industry. Uh, this is a team of very experienced senior guys who, you know, when you say the word privacy, you know, I come from fintech and banking. Um, and so I know what, you know, what, what constitutes PII. We have guys who know what PHI is. We know what the storage requirements are. We know how to avoid making sure that we're not, uh, you know, we're not crossing boundaries or, or stepping too far along, like into the realm of, um, you know, things that aren't quite allowed. Right. So, so you have a good experience team from, from the technology, from privacy, from security, uh, from healthcare, Uh, we're able to really come together. So we spend less time spinning and researching and more time building and doing, which is probably why we were able to knock this thing out in like two, three weeks and really get a production application running in like pretty record time. Right. A week and a half. Oh, definitely.
0: We can have, what has, what it's been a week and a half. Right. So that's what I want to get to is when was this project initiated?
2: Probably when you heard about it. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is basically last week.
2: Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh man. Cool. Um, I mean, Rapid iteration, a rapid response to a rapid crisis with, uh, developing. Um, what's been the traction? You guys have been on LinkedIn now showcasing this, each individually kind of promoting this, um, showing who's the faces behind this, showing what the problem set is. What's been um, some, touch, some learning key points from putting it out there? Has there been any, uh, anyone who said, hey, you might want to watch out for this, or was it been overwhelming support? Uh, how's that uh, traction been?
2: Naraj you guys want to take that I got
3: some answers but I'd let you guys uh, I have a couple I mean most of the sharing that I've done in terms of social media reach uh, it driven a lot of volunteers come in and sure. join um, That's like part of the reason why I didn't, even, I, I didn't even keep track of the number from 18 to 30 as of today mm-hmm. right and I saw a bunch of you know LinkedIn messages people are saying, "Hey, this is cool. can I help This mm-hmm. is cool. I can do front-end development I can translate the Mandarin." Uh, this is cool. I can do some NLP machine learning stuff. Like I, one of the guys who's a visiting researcher at Stanford University messages me, hey, I can help you here. Can I do <clears throat> Turkish translation and some development here? So uh, the part that I've seen more uh, coming out of that is people are jumping in to help. So they're all coming in to help is what, what I saw. Uh, the part I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing is, hey, let me go get other people to adopt this. Let me go share it with people. Um, There are a couple of people who reach out to me saying, hey, um, uh, my sister and I are trying to do something in India because there are some fake news going around. Can I take it and run with it? Um, There was another person uh, asked about that for Sri Lanka. So people have asked for their own countries and how they can help. Um, But I'm I'm trying to see um, how people in Canada or U.S. at a public health level uh, are jumping in and saying, hey, let's go use this. Or how can I help there? Uh, that's what I'm I'm looking forward to seeing, and maybe uh, Yashin or Lucian or you know Rakesh sees that differently.
0: Yeah, um, I guess another question is how malleable is this? So uh, if it's working on different cell networks, working on different types of phones, you know, different load capacities, right? Like um, how how adjustable is the system you guys are building here? I mean, can you take this and be like, oh. Can you deploy it? Can you deploy the bot to, I guess, uh, like Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp? Can it be used on different platforms? Correct. Right.
3: So the, the way currently it's done is it's channel agnostic. Um, even though we launched it with voice, you know, IVR and SMS mm-hmm. text messaging, uh, you can easily spin it up on, you know, Facebook Messenger. You can spin it up on uh, Slack. We already have it on Slack where we test our stuff on Slack instead of t- sending text messages. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we can even put it on WhatsApp. Um, WhatsApp, however, you need to go through formal approval with WhatsApp, uh, where we're already, we filed an application with them waiting for approval, but we already have it enabled in sandbox and texting, right? So we are able to test that and validate it's functional. Um, it's a matter of, you know, how many channels do we go after? Mm. So Right now, our goal is to do, you know, voice, text, WhatsApp, and Slack. That's what's on the roadmap of doing things but it doesn't prevent people from, you know, firing it up on uh, uh, Facebook Messenger. Cool. Facebook Um, and WhatsApp
2: come as a combination package, right? So once you get the approval for one, you get the approval for both? Uh,
3: No, um, those are two separate things, but WhatsApp is where they're um, expecting a proper approval process there. Oh, got it, okay. Because it's tied to a phone number. Mm.
0: Okay. So, so let's talk a little bit about that like I know the World Health Organization is to launched with the whatsapp on like a whatsapp help number right I think a, a similar kind of scope they want to do is the global outreach anyone needs help and whatsapp is one number and and get help from an assistant a virtual assistant on um, how to proceed and move forward and uh, I, so I, I definitely see the need for this and movement for this right so what's
3: I guess are you guys ready
0: to launch now? Like, is it usable in the marketplace? Yeah,
3: yeah, it's live. It's live. live. You can just right now. You can pick up your phone and text it and show it to us. You'll see it. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's I kind can... of uh,
0: well. What, a week and a half into that's what I like about this, right? Well, a week and a half. You guys uh, brought in thirty people. All these technology uh, companies providing resources, and you have a functioning uh, like an application in the market right? I mean, this is a dream for any, any tech company. And uh, the fact that it's open source is even better. So, so I know you guys are reaching out now to uh, political leaders to galvanize this within that association, but is there a way to just go straight to public with this and blast it out ourselves? Yeah, so,
2: sorry, go ahead, Yashin, go ahead.
0: Uh, uh,
1: we, uh, j- just today, uh, we went to a few social media pages. Uh, one of them, on Instagram, so, so we have it trending on on SixBuzz TV. Um, mm-hmm. They have one and a half million followers. Um, you know, really targeting uh, the millennial group. Um, yep. you know, uh, there's a few uh, uh, influential um, uh, uh, individuals across the, the Canadian, uh, um, you know, sports and entertainment and, and and music industry that also follow the page. So we are hoping that um, you know the the the, the millennial um, sort of masses that. Um, are keeping up uh, with some news that uh, uh, channels like Six Months TV uh, are, are giving out. Um, they'll, they'll see the message, they'll, they'll adopt um, you know, the platform, um, it'll pick up that usage and, and hopefully we can get it trending and um, also shared and, and endorsed by other uh, Canadian influencers um, that can really help us um, get the, this initiative across the nation.
0: Yeah, that'd be really interesting. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people who want to lend their voice to a project, uh, me being one of them, uh, my team being one of them, like one of the reasons we started doing this hashtag COVID-19 thing. This is a fine project. What are people working on right now that are deployable? Um, and as I was speaking to I you already with Dushan, I, what I love about this project is how deployable it is, how it gets real-world solutions into people's hands, and it's changeable, right? It's adjustable by uh, the, the team behind it. Um, so how do we prevent, like one of the, one of the issues, again, human behavior. Um, trolls are having a field day with all this stuff happening right now. There are people trolling uh, webinars and Zoom calls. They're, uh, they're just just taking advantage of the chaos to cause more chaos for the sake of it. Um, can people mess with the system at all? Like if it's a completely distributed team and system, uh, can a negative player come in and, you know, pop in some false code, some false stuff? Like how do you guys uh, prevent that? So, yeah. So, sorry, go ahead.
4: <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead, Jason.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's a distributed team who's working on it, but like any good tech team, we still have centralized pull request reviews. We still have a centralized ownership sure. of the environment. Uh, so there's still, it's, you know, it's, a it's, it's not a completely um, trustless system, right? There are still mm-hmm. gates that are in place from, from the people who are quite committed about this so that we can ensure that as we scale and as we grow uh, this thing, you know, stays, uh, safe and and usable for the Canadian environment. Right now, given that it's going to be open source, can someone take this and, you know, take it somewhere else? Any open source project has that risk, but for our intents and purposes, what we've done is we've made sure that the the structure here and the team, uh, you know, we've centralized the risk Mm. so so that the contributions can happen, but the deployment, like, for example, even the way we've set it up, right, we're not deploying to production overnight. We've got a test environment where things get loaded up for test, We've got about six people who at any given time, when someone says something's ready for testing, we all go in and hammer the crap out of the experience and we make sure it's good to go. And then we give the approval for it to deploy, right? We're like, we've all got experience taking MVPs to market. So we know what the risk could be. So we've set up the structure uh, so that we can limit and and mitigate that risk. And I would like to add a little bit there. Uh, So if you
4: see, any open source projects has a lot of contributors and you have many eyes which are work, like that are looking at the source code right so mm-hmm. coming back to that uh, point like you, you, even if something gets missed there are people who will be looking at uh, to that source code and if there is something malleable things uh, is present they can immediately point it out and that can get corrected so Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's the beauty of open source pro- projects, like where everybody brings their own expertise. Like uh, every people brings uh, a, a different mindset, right? Some people are very good in security, some people are very mm-hmm. good on devops side, some are very good on programming, putting in a patterns and all right, and those can be easily uh, like consolidated, aggregated together in such a way that uh, when you deliver the product, uh, the product will function as expected to fun- function and it, it will have the least problem
0: hmm cool uh, yeah there's something I wanted to bring up and talk about let's uh, step away from the project a little bit and talk some uh, talk a little bit more about personal about the team uh, you guys um, what are some of the disruptions you guys are facing individually apart from um, working on this project uh, with your own business with the with work um, and how is that pushing you forward in this kind of crisis.
3: So let's start with Roger. Um, it, it's, it's a bit of distracting. Um, and I, I have Fortunately, I'm able to have Slack running on my corporate de- laptop so I can respond to things. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it definitely is distracting. And especially if I'm in meetings, you know, I have a larger team that I manage. So right, especially with this whole COVID-19 situation, things get escalated really quick. Yeah. Um. So I do I do attend to it, and sometimes I'll I'll joke to Dushan it's like, how do you manage this throughout the day, right? Mm-hmm. Like I I I, <laughs> I get like few hours towards the end of the day I'll focus and look at this more religiously, uh, but through, but rest of the day uh, during the work time, whenever I see like 10, 15 minutes, I'll jump into Slack channel and see what's going on, and then see where I can help, and I'll go back to work mm-hmm. because obviously somebody is paying my check. Right. Yeah. I'm getting my money from a corporate job. And obviously I can't take away my time from there and then contribute to this all the time. Uh, like I, I briefed my director and senior manager saying, hey, I'm volunteering here. And then they were happy about it. Uh, awesome. The only caution they said is like, this is health related, so be careful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk about your job here or?
3: <laughs> I, I could, <laughs> separate. I, I could. I mean, I, I manage a, a team of about 40 something engineers Um, You know, with a bunch of teams under me, we work on, again, customer-related problems. Uh, Essentially, um, for Amazon, um, you know, I work in an organization called Customer Engagement Technologies, um, where when we sell stuff to customers, um, you know, when there's an issue for that customer, they have to call us or send us messages or whatnot, whatever channel they come through. Um, my organization builds software solutions to address them, essentially solve that problem. Okay. Um, so I, I've been with that organization for about last two and a half years. Uh, mm-hmm. When I started in that org, I had about eight people. Now I have about 40 something.
0: Amazing. Yeah.
3: Amazing. So that's a great
0: product background to you coming from, an engineering background you you coming from as well. And how about yourself? Let's
3: move, move on.
0: Yeah, it's Yadish, right? Yashin. Yasha. Yasha. Sorry, buddy. Yasha. Okay. How about you? So I guess like
1: uh, answering your first question, um, you know, how has this impacted me? I, I guess um, uh, on, on, uh, in my career, I've been very fortunate enough uh, to, to be part of an amazing group um, where we, uh, we, we opened up a, a, a Pico pizza bar franchise um, inside Cherry Gardens Mall. Um, and uh, a week and a half ago, uh, you know, it was it was very unfortunate that you know, we had to shut down our our business uh, inside the mall. Um, traffic, you know, of course, uh, has like has dropped by 95%. Um, it wasn't feasible for our business to to survive on delivery and takeout only, um, given that we're inside the mall versus you know uh, standalone stores that are downtown Toronto um, that are uh, that that have regular delivery online traffic. Um, It was just a tough decision that we had to make um, for our business to survive. Um, You know, the the mall itself, Cadillac Fairview, um, is temporarily uh, closed. So we we foresee, Mm -hmm. um, you know, our our business being out of operations uh, for at least the next um, 30 days uh, at minimum. And and who knows? You know, I I estimate it would take at least four to six months before we get to, you know, even 50 to maybe 60% of traffic that we were seeing um, prior to that. Um, mm-hmm. So, so definitely, you know, from from, from a financial standpoint or, or from economic standpoint, you know, th- this has impacted one of my businesses, um, and and so you know we're we're checking the news every single day just to find out you know what kind of um, economic programs um, the government is, is uh, releasing. You know, um, we're we're fortunate that our financial institution that we're working with um, is giving us some some relief. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're waiting every single day to find out. Um, You know different types of financial support programs um, to to cover payroll and and other expenses within the business, but um, you know We're we're staying positive. We know that um, This will pass and and we're excited when when doors do open back up. Um, I think um, you know this this movement like you you start to kind of um, appreciate the things that maybe you may have taken for granted prior, prior to that um, and, uh, I'd love to see my customers back uh, at our pizza restaurant as soon as possible. So,
0: yeah, of course, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah. hopefully. Uh, soon. And, and, and I think like, you know, just, just
1: to, to echo that, like, um, you know, there's, th- that's, what's kind of been a little bit of that fire to, um, you know, constantly, uh, you know, in, in whatever capacity I can support you know, this team, um, you know, add, add, uh, as many resources, um, uh, as possible, and so we can, you know, all work together. We can try and slow down um, this this spread of um, uh, of this uh, this virus that we're facing, and, and mm-hmm. hope all of us can return to um, social gatherings, uh, you know, working in the office with our coworkers, and and getting back to. Yeah, definitely.
0: And addition uh, you of course came to the podcast and. Uh, some of yeah. our viewers will know a bit more about you but could you step in a little bit too and talk about how this affected you and your, uh, and your friends
2: probably um probably had a bit more positive experience than most to be honest um mm-hmm. i've like you know I'm, I'm typically not a work from home kind of guy i like being in the office i like the facetime but i've you know I like, I'll, I'll kind of show you my workspace here but this mm-hmm. is this is kind of like the method behind the madness right i was able to convert nice. a wall of mine into like my to-do list and Uh, it's been super productive i like i you know i clock in so to rajan's point how do i manage both i like i'm single and i live alone right so i got 24 hours a day to do whatever i want on quarantine now and half of it goes towards knowledge which is the company i'm part of and the other half of it right now goes towards uh this covid 19 uh toronto bot that we've created right so that's yes it's been a it's been a really cool like i haven't even I guess I've been so passionate about both causes and working on both that I haven't even noticed the time uh, go by. I think for ourselves as a team, as Knowledge Hook, to be honest, I think like, everyone is so fired up about what we can do, especially now that, you know, um, you just, obviously so there's passion on both sides. We're so passionate on this team trying to solve the healthcare impact issue. And then on the Knowledge Hook side, students are remote, teachers are remote, teachers are trying to figure out how to continue education, parents are trying to figure out how to engage their children at home. We've, uh, we've opened up our um, product to be free. So typically we have a paid platform, but now it's free uh, until the end of the school year. Much like a lot of other SaaS companies are doing, right? We're not the only ones doing it, um, but there's a lot of SaaS companies opening it up. So we've, we've also opened it up as well for teachers to use our platform uh, for free. So, that, so now the entire team is you know, morning to night. The Slack is going off on, on both channels, COVID, and Knowledge Hook about you know, how can we better improve our experience for our teachers? How can we better improve our experience for our customers? What can we do to evolve this product? What more can we build? Um, so uh, like, you know, the silver lining towards, uh, silver lining around this like you know, very, very unfortunate uh, series of uh, events, I guess, is that um, it's really been a call to action for people who are able to really step up when they, the people who are able to step up, right? It's obviously unfortunate, there's a lot of people who can't. And, you know, people like in the situation where you're own a physical business that relies on foot traffic, it's really unfortunate. Uh, but people like us who have uh, online businesses—it's an opportunity for us to step up and really get fired up about what we can do and where we can add value to society.
0: Yeah, I that's great. And Jen, like, uh, I mean, yeah, the position you're in right now—it's crazy because you're in such both a knowledge hub and now with this initiative, uh, you're really at a point where you can drive a lot of change. Right. Knowledge shows you guys have really been on a passion to change how teaching is done, how uh, knowledge transfer is, 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 uh, kind of transformed, is transformed in this new age. Um, and you're in the middle of launching a new product too to help parents uh, better help kids, their own kids, math by learning math themselves. So, kudos for you to be part of this team as well, all, and all of you guys really, for putting aside time to find a solution for us all. I know we have one more, Rikesh. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, yeah. over to see you, man. I'm sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> this, I'm going to yeah. try more to engage with you. Let's, let's talk a little you about yourself. Um, yeah. What are you dealing with
4: right now? Uh, definitely. So coming back to uh, your questions, like how is it impacting? So let me just give you a little bit background about yeah. myself. Like I've been in this uh, country in the for like almost like 20 years now. Uh, building a lot of products. I build many consumer-facing products. I used to work with the uh, uh, like uh, mobile telecom telecom companies called Samsung and LG. Mm. Uh, build so many phones. Like I was decade there, almost a decade, in South Korea uh, before uh, in 2016 when I moved here in Toronto. And uh, during those my whole uh, time period, uh, I have created many uh, commercial applications which are like really in the hands of the people and when I can see those people using those applications it gives uh, uh, an immense uh, pleasure that uh, I, I'm giving something back to the societies and the society is actually using that and similarly because of that mindset uh, uh, I, when I came here one of the goals for me was to actually start my own company and I was running uh, doing some bunch of jobs like I did a couple of jobs uh, and then uh, this year in the beginning of the, this year I left everything I decided like I was in a very high paying job <laughs> uh, doing the best things uh, working as almost like a CTO in the in, in a company where we were solving the problems from our, uh, government of Canada for if you hope if you must be knowing about ISED program where we were actually helping uh, this government to solve uh, the supply chain traceability of the metals. uh, uh, Because like, you know, back uh, last year, I think in 2018, when Trump, uh, President Trump imposed around 25% uh, uh, duty, uh, Canadian uh, government doesn't have any idea like how they can uh, reciprocate on that. Uh, so that's the reason like they, they gave a grant and I was building the projects. Uh, it was amazing projects. Uh, I reached uh, to a certain uh, milestones. And similarly, we also, uh, like one of the projects I worked was on, uh, 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 on the CBP sites from the US department for tracing the oil supply chain. So it was amazing things going. And in the beginning of, of this year, I decided, okay, this is really good things. I can use all the good technologies and uh, all the new blockchain stuff I was doing. Let me start my own things. And in the, it, like, I started uh, back like somewhere in the middle of the February, when I went to full-time in my business, uh, I had a certain uh, projects which, which I had been working, and I wanted to uh, go into so the market I, I, and explore it.
0: has it disrupted your business yeah has it disrupted uh what your your plans were yeah
4: Yeah. so uh the thing is my plans were completely disrupted because uh those two projects uh like one of the projects was in the healthcare so uh with my business partner when i started he uh i was the first one who started, and he he was supposed to join later uh but now when i i went all went in and now when I'm working on these projects, uh, I, uh, like, there were a bunch of meetings which is happening every week. And now I can't do any of those meetings and mm. actually market those projects. So yeah. uh, I have been, like I would say, uh, a, a lot more impacts on the way on my current project plans uh, right now. Uh, so I really need to decide. Because like when I started these things, I, 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 I went with uh, around 18 months of runway. Now I really need to rethink, can I still do it? And uh, if I can, like, if I want to do it, I need to reduce my timeline to do the same projects, right? So uh, in a sense that it has been impacted a lot, Uh, but uh, seeing these projects, like when I came across to these projects, uh, definitely this is one of the things I was very passionate about uh, from my early times, which I was explaining to you that, when i work with the consumer facing projects it gives uh, a, a, some kind of uh, a satisfaction in, in in the mind in the heart uh, that, that you are contributing something to the societies and when the societies use it it actually builds the wealth uh, i built so many phones in my life uh, like i haven't even had that many phones my own phone mm-hmm. but i built so many different kind of codes uh, but like when when it comes to uh, using those phones and when people build the application on top of that, like my my team was the first one who actually built the Android operating systems uh, in the, in the Samsung. Uh, So I can, I can understand like how how much pleasure it gives me when I engage in this kind of social cause or a social wealth kind of problems. And that was one of the reason I'm right now full in whatever I can do from my side to come and help.
0: Perfect. I mean, that's really what I commend you guys for is uh, taking upon the social cause to drive something that betters us all and hopefully, um, like, like you said earlier, uh, fix problems that can help us end this crisis for us all, right? Get us back to biz- business as usual. Um, one thing I always want to ask before I let you guys go. Uh, both the government of Canada, the province of Ontario, and municipalities have opened up, um, you know, I guess... Uh, uh, bids, right, for requests for ideas, requests for things, uh, you know, companies to pitch them almost. Um, it's kind of cool to see the government being super yeah. open now yep. to be like, yeah, yeah, give us some ideas. How can we respond to this better? Um, have you guys reached out uh, to those programs? Have you applied to those programs? Has there been any turnaround from that? How's the experience been?
4: So I just chip in for that. Uh, so yes. that's uh, on Ontario Together, and I have reached yes. out to the Ontario government to actually uh, present our case. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't heard them back yet, uh, but we are looking forward to hear them back. And I also okay. reach out some of, some of the uh, the, Peel, the region of Peel here, this is where I am, and uh, try to uh, share the information uh, to the governments. Uh, they have escalated to their uh, the next uh, superior because you know the people who who I uh, spoke to they were not the decision maker so I we, we are here to hear them uh, hear back from them.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a unfortunate thing. Like I think again that's another problem that government's going to face. Right? Yeah, one thing to ask for all this help, but how do you process it and figure things out? And this is really about getting. This solution and the solution and the ideas behind this to the right uh, key uh, hold, like stakeholders, who can really push it forward. Uh, on my part, I mean, before this call, actually today, I was actually tagging a few MPs um, to your post and uh, tagging, uh, sending them the links to this, in and, and the hopes that we can somehow uh, at least a front-facing part of the government will view this. But again, for the implementation. What do you what do you hope to get from the government other than like a, a co-sign, right? Like, is there any particular resource? Do you need them to blast it out? Do you need them to connect you with uh, key infrastructure pieces in healthcare? Uh, is there any particular ask you have from the private province or for the government of Canada? I think. I would, um, well, yeah, sorry, I just I try to give a pause, but um,
2: yeah. <laughs> I think I think uh, I think what we're looking for right now, to your point, like we don't need resources right now, right? Mm. We're we've got a production app, it, you know that's ready for for prime time that is in, in public uh, deployment, right? So what we would need, and I think what we're looking for is really just the alignment and the support from the government saying, you know, we we agree with this being aligned with the, we, we built this off the Health Canada requirements, we built this off the, the province of Ontario uh, Ministry of Health requirements, right? So we're replicating their recommendations. And so I think what we're looking for is an official uh, support saying, yep, you guys are, you know, in line and we recommend to the public to go to this health line uh, to this helpline, sorry, to, to pre-assess and to answer their immediate questions. And then obviously to work with the, the government and say, listen, what's the next big problem we can tackle? Because this is one problem into to to how we started this conversation, right? We're a team of 30 plus entrepreneurs and technologists and strategists. Like we don't have to end here. If the next big problem is, you know, one thing that we floated around is how do we help at risk, um, you know, at risk individuals uh, who shouldn't be leaving their homes, I guess, uh, how do we get them help to, you know, run errands, run groceries, whatever. If the government goes, that's the next big issue, guys. We got 30 people with no egos and a lot of talent who are ready to solve that problem, right? So how do we get lined up with the government to be their, you know, their their SWAT team for technology right now?
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the power behind that kind of community, I think it really speaks for itself. One, this application got built in a quick time frame, but again, like exactly like you said. Um, I, I really love the idea that you guys are already thinking about other problems you can solve and how you can position resources you guys have, to, a community have been able to uh, attribute together um, towards you know, solutions that can help us all. Uh, so really kudos to you guys and uh, like hopefully we can make some, make some impacts here by this call that we did and uh, promoting our channels. Um, at Bloomex and our team, we're willing to help as much as we can as well. Um, we're really good at making noise. So we'll make some noise for you guys and try some traffic your way. Hopefully that really gets people listening. And uh, again, guys, great job on all of this. And thank you again for your time, uh, your commitment to solving issues that face us all. And uh, best of luck moving forward. And uh, keep the collective strong.
2: Before we break, if I, if you don't mind, I just want to make a quick plug. Uh, COVID19TO.com, at covid 19 to Instagram, web, please check us out, uh, and, and that would be very helpful.
1: Yeah, Yashin, I don't know if you want to make
2: any secondary plugs. <laughs> well, that's
1: it. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's get this out out to the masses, and and uh, thank you, Ravi, so much for having us
2: all uh, today. Um, yeah,
3: podcast,
1: sure. well, we really appreciate your support um, and sharing this with your net. So
0: thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And the number of people can text to try this out right now.
3: Yeah, so there's a number for texting it. Um, I mean, we can. I can just read it out uh, it if it sucks. helps. We'll post so it. We'll one, post one, it. Yeah. 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 1 Perfect. Cool. Um, yeah. That's the number. Live right now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Again, thanks, Ravi, for having us. This is really good. Uh, I never participated in one of these things before, and it's awesome. awesome. Chris, and it's very interactive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, lot, I've, been man, to, is-
0: I've been trying to figure out how to get Rajan on uh, on a podcast, anyway. So awesome. that's uh, at least this is a check mark out of uh, my book as well for this. But oh, uh, we'll guys, do another
3: one. Needed.
0: We'll do another one, man. We'll do another yeah, one. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. This has been great, and uh, best of luck on the COVID TO project.
2: Awesome. Stay safe. All right. awesome. Thanks a lot, Ravi. Wash hair. your hands.
0: Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Stay <laughs> home. Stay. Yeah. Home.